This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? Happy New Year. This we're we're on to 2021, right? We are. We're on we're on to 2021. I, I feel like we're in that weird place where like you're not sure if you should still wish people a happy new year. How many days after yeah. the new year do you get to still say happy new year? I'm not sure. What do you think? Sure. I, I, I think you can say it. I, I give people a week. I think you get okay. a week buffer. I mean, this. Yeah, we're in that zone where you're writing 2020 on checks instead of 2021. If people are still writing. Che- I don't even know. Am I 100 years old? I I. People still, uh, write, people yeah, write still checks. some checks here and there, okay. yeah. So I don't know. I, I this is the time of year I get annoyed with the easy complaint. This is the easiest time of year to look like you get it, if this makes any sense to you. Okay. And I might have talked about it last time, but like this is the easiest time of year to be the judgy person. Like I'm a judgy person. 365 okay you are i think you're the same way we are we are in this game every day we're cynical we're judgy we get annoyed at people this week is amateurs hour for being annoyed at the people who are like uh oh the people that are like oh uh new year's resolutions don't work and it's like that's an easy we invented this game right yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's a rookie like that is the complaint that you know no one's gonna like think you're being a cynical jerk right. for you if you want to be cynical you want to be judgy you got to take a chance you can't just sit here being like oh nobody finishes resolutions yeah people have been saying that since years existed right so like jared's been and, saying that since middle school yeah exactly i'm, I'm not <laughs> this newfangled uh judge judgy person i've been judging since day one. And then the, now the new judgment's going to be, oh, just because it's 2021 doesn't mean that the, the virus is over. Okay, we know. Oh, the virus just went away on New Year's Eve. Shut up. We know the joke. You're not funny. We've heard it before. Yes. Well, that, that's why we're here, to build some pep into your new year <laughs> by telling you to, to be more creative. This is the year that you should be more creative. Get in, creative get complaints okay right. i we, we and this is what this podcast is all about and that's we it. talk about luxury issues that's right. what we do and this is a great way to, to to you know judge someone if you're talking to them on a dating app you know like they say i think they say the sunday after new year's eve is like the bit is like the most highly downloaded day of dating apps Oh, so it's like, I guess those are the resolution people. Hey, I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'm going to talk. Also, I would also say that the loneliest moment of the year as a single person is twelve is 11.59 on December 31st. Yes. That last minute, if you're single, the last minute of the year is the most single minute because you're like, who do I hug? Who do I? Oh, oh my God. The couples are getting together. 
Um, there's going to be someone. Uh, okay, I can hug. And then all of a sudden you're like hugging like the, the 12th person in your fantasy league that you just gotten in on a bar deal with because you all you needed numbers to get the hundred dollars. You know, like. The, yeah, you, you know, have to like make yourself person. look busy or something. Yeah. Like go to the bathroom line, get another drink. It's like awkward. Right? Yeah, it's really like when you were younger, your parents would kiss and you'd hug a sibling, and then you could like go to each of the parents or something like that. But like when you're right. that single, twenty-two to like thirty, whatever it ends up being, twenty-two and on, if you're single, that last minute is like. Who, oh my God! I have, and I think I've talked about this last year on this podcast. I once spent it on the toilet. I was like, "Fuck it, <laughs> I'm getting out of here." And opting then, like, out, I'm, yeah, I'm opting out. So I just sat on the toilet and just like you said three, you, two. You ended one. the year with the the person who knows you with the the thing that knows you best. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Me and my friend uh, the John. I and yeah. then on one, I just flushed, just like let's flush it. <laughs> To the next year yeah well, the first flush of 2021 <laughs> that was me and it's so yeah it's a it's so i can imagine you get through that minute you're like i'm never gonna feel that level of loneliness again get me back out there yeah i think that's that's definitely um a good a good point i think that's probably adds to why that there's that dating app uh download spree um, and a lot of people have, have resolutions about about dating that they're going to either get more out there or they're going to like take it more seriously or they're going to they want. I mean, yeah, I think that's that that moment that kind of makes you realize you might want to be in a different direction. So hopefully we can help you guys out with that this year. Improve your dating well, game. That is your, that is the, the goal of this podcast is to make you realize that you're not alone that we're all going through these things, that problems with dating are real problems, and you're not crazy. Like, these things are happening. These feelings are happening. We're all, I always say this, we're all 10% away from each other. If I'm feeling a little bit, you must be feeling a little bit too, or maybe within 10% of me. So I think that this, if you're out there and you're new to this podcast, if you're old to this podcast, whatever you are, Share with someone. Let people know. And send in your emails, UUP at Betches.com. We love you know, your emails because they're real. They're depthy. They, they, they are relatable to not just you. There's a lot of people out there with very similar issues, and that's what we're here to like unpack. Exactly. Yeah. What are, we, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about um, if there's ever a chance that a long-term hookup can turn into a relationship. Talking about dating resolutions, I think this is... Ooh, this is an a big interesting one. one um, that one might have on there. If you've been doing the same thing all last year or all several years ago, and you're kind of like, is this thing ever ch- going to change? Should I cut it? Should I move on? Um, I think that's an interesting question. Yeah, the long term hookup. It's like, and and I think what a lot of people do is they go, I don't. They think they don't have the right to make a change. Like, and I think that's the hardest part of the long-term hookup is, is like it, it, it parallels a lot of addiction, addiction behavior. Right. It feels better. It feels, I mean, I've done it, so I totally, totally get it. I think it's, you're totally I've done right. it too. It's, it's definitely addictive. Um, and it feels better than nothing. So that's why it's yeah. so hard also to, to give up. It feels, it feels good. And it does, sometimes it feels really bad, kind of just like a drug would, but when sure. it feels good, it feels really good. So. And uh, there's levels to feeling good too. It's not just like 
the hook up the physical like oh this guy's great in bed or this woman is great in bed whatever it might be it's also like it feels good to just live in naivete it feels good to just actively not look behind the curtain because a lot of these are that a lot of these are yeah i'm sure they like me and I'm sure, and and I, I don't know if they wouldn't want to be more, but even checking in would ruin what we have. So I might as right. well do nothing at all. And I have to say, I mean, it's like, especially if you're on the end of that where you're kind of like you're the person who wants more and the other person maybe doesn't. It's working better mm. for them. I think there is something about that which can feel really exciting when you have it. Again, what do like, you mean? For the person who, like if you're the person who's, keeps kind of wanting something more out of this like every every time you do meet up it's even more intense than it would be if you had that person like fully oh yeah so it's like it, it, there's excitement to it there, you know there's there's wrongness to it there's right meeting up under the cover of night getting together late night after you've had a few drinks getting together after you browsed the new people that you could hypothetically be with and you're like none of them are as good as what i got back at home yeah, there's tons of excitement to that. From the other side, too, I've been in the situation where I'm in a long-term hookup that I know I didn't want it to be more than it just was, and I I think that person feels badly, too. That person feels good, too. That person, <laughs> you know, there's a different set of things going on for that person, but it's I, I think what, what people forget in the long-term hookup thing is both people are are involved in this. You know, I think a lot of times right. from like the, from the, I'm not going to say the guy side, cause it could be anyone. It, it could, could be either. It could be, reversed, it could be either yeah. or, but I, I've been in the position where it's like, yeah, I'm not the only one making this happen. I'm not the only one making mistakes here. You know, like I, right. I think on my, on the other end, if we're speaking, I yeah. think we're both probably have experience having been in, in, not to say the male female side again, but I think in this case, it like in stereotypically, it seems like it, it happens that way. So I've been I think on the other, I've been on the other side too, where I wasn't, I'm like, what's going on here. But I, I just, I, I think it like, for me, I've had more instances where I'm like, I just like what we got right here. I like that. We're just jogging in place. And, <laughs> and yeah. And I mean like, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I guess when you're like, you don't under, like it's hard for both people it's kind of like for one person, it seems like, like more of a, of a choice to not to not get out of it, and for the other person, it's mm -hmm. like they would like to if the other person were into it. It is a choice for both people. I think that's important to remember, and it gives you more. It's more empowering to look at that look at it that way. But it seems like it would be, one person is like benefiting much more from it than the other. Well, I don't know. I I I understand what you mean by like one person's benefiting because they're not being. I guess one person isn't as isn't feeling Invested. the emotion, the emotional yeah. brunt of it as much as the other. Cause like they're like, cause now we're in territory of like, listen, both people feel good from the physical connection in the moment. Both people are having some sort of good feeling afterwards. One person might not have to deal with it. And the other person might have to, which really sucks. But the person who's not dealing with it might not know that you're dealing with it in such a way. Right. And I think that's the important thing. 
You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. I mean, we can get into this email. Let's do it. I, Let's I, do it. I think it'll help us answer this question in more hard terms because we have a, absolutely. an actual example. But I, but I think we're both, I think the reason this email will speak to a lot of people it's because both of us are talking about it right now in very real ways that I'm sure people are understanding. Even without a situation, it's a discussable item. The long-term hookup, can it ever be something more? And, 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 and what you have to do and how you have to do it. So let's do the email, yeah. All right. Hi, J&J. First, thank you for your weekly podcast. They help me keep things in perspective. I have a question uh, that deep down I probably already knew the answer to, but wanted your thoughts anyway. Um, I've been hooking up on and off with a guy for seven years. He knows that I'm the one with all the strong feelings and he's made it clear in more ways than one, such as having other girlfriends in between that he is not on the same page as me, but still my quote unquote love or infatuation from him is very much present right now. We're back to being friends. Um, and after one of many six to eight months silent treatments we had, I can tell we're both trying to keep things platonic between us so as not to blur the lines, but not sure how long that will last. Um, as we'll probably end up in bed together again one of these drunken nights. I guess my questions to you are, could there ever be a chance that he might start seeing me as something more? Or is feelings pretty much set in stone after seven years of knowing me? Is love completely off the table? Cue Ariana Grande's new song, LOL. 
are there any cute little things girls can do that might pique a guy's interest after knowing the girl for so long? Some books, some books offer some, but is that being manipulative? By the way, I do still try my best to get out there and date and sometimes hook up with other people, but no one has really caught my attention so far. I'll continue to try and be open to other guys, but just curious to hear your thoughts about this specific case. Happy holidays to you both from this hopeless romantic. Oh, man, I've spoken to so many people like this. And I don't mean to like make this person sound like any. I don't know. I don't know how that sounds, but I, I. The way she writes this email, she I mean, let me start by saying we're not professionals. We are not professionals. We are not. We are two people giving our own personal experiences experiences and relating because i can relate to this email i can relate to this email jordana yeah we had a we had an episode where you i mean this sounds somewhat similar now it sounds almost honestly it sounds almost exactly the same she's a lot more like i actually feel like this email is a little less depressing she does seem like um it does she doesn't make it she kind of i feel like this email says it exactly how it should she's not villainizing anyone she's kind of saying like this is how it is it's not working for me, but like, I wish it would. And I just, I'm in a rut and I don't know how to get out of it. And, um, I really like this email. I think it articulates it really well. I think I, this is almost like exactly what I, what I went through. So I feel like if I, if, if I did it, if I had that very similar experience and she had the very similar experience, there's probably like a ton of other people. And I'm sure you hear from these kinds of people all the time. Yeah. That's why it's so tough because they ask the question almost professionally. Like, she asked the question so that she can hear the best possible answer for what she wants to hear. So let's, because the answer's in the email always. This, this email answers the question for me. She says, I guess my questions to you are, could there ever be a chance that he might start seeing me as something more? When you ask the question that way, you're going to get some positivity in it because there's always going to be someone that goes, well, yeah, you know, it could be. It no, happened to me. It happened to me. There's always to someone, someone I know. Yeah. And, and those are the worst advice givers. Those are the worst. Uh, those are the worst people. They don't understand context or nuance because it's them. It must be everybody because it's them. It shall be so. That's not how the world works. So she is, this person writing in is so caught up in making this guy the guy that she's now asking people about the guy in ways that she can get better answers than she's gotten before. And I've done this. I remember when I was with said guy, like I was back on, we were in the back on phase. And Mm. I remember talking to this girl a few years older than me and she's like, I was asking me about who I was dating, blah, blah, blah. And I was like telling her and she was like, well, you know, like I know there was this girl in my sorority and we all hated the guy because he was like so mean to her. But like now they're married and they do kids. And I was like, it was weird because like it's so fucked up because I remember being like, well, that could happen to me. Like I could be with the guy who's not yeah, nice to yeah. me and get married. <laughs> like, he'll And then you say, yeah. And then you say, maybe he'll realize <laughs> he'll see how great I am. And then she goes into at the end. She's like, what are some tricks that I could use to like trick this guy into like, you know, forgetting that he just wants to be out there being single. And and, and she's someone that can, 
you know, that's familiar. Not let's let's go from his side. She's someone that's familiar. She's someone that's comfortable. She's someone that offers him uh, a, a little bit of filling to his lonely hole inside of his heart. All of us is that's that's why she believes in the all you know the the. Um, the 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 low end chance of things happening that that because she's like he does offer human he is a human like he is doing things in a human way he is getting lonely he is probably saying nice things he is probably good conversation when it's not about them as a relationship they probably connect on a certain level he's never going to be the guy this is never going to be him and i'm i and i don't i'm not going to offer you this person i guess my could there ever be a chance um, could we all take trips to the moon one day? I'm going to have Maybe. to see when that happens if I'll take a trip to the moon. You know what I mean? It's, it's, right. it's not that's, – that's not how – I'm not going to answer, yes, we could hypothetically maybe take, take vacations to the moon. But answering it that way is fantasy. If the time comes that a moon tra- trip comes up and I can buy a ticket – I will then have different feelings than I do now. When I'm put at the position of getting on that space shuttle, I will decide if a three-year journey makes sense for that time and that place in my life. So to me, this guy's like a trip to the moon. Like he might come back around eight years from now. Are you going to wait eight years? You know? Yeah, and I think that like by asking this question, you're not even like really focusing on the important thing. And I can say that because I've done what you've done, um, and I had a lot of therapy to get me out of it. Um, well, and I feel like sorry to sorry to interrupt, but that's why I brought up that we're not professionals. There's some therapy. I I think a professional would help her. Don't you? Definitely. Think? I mean, that was one of the things that that really helped me. Like go in therapy was more of the question of like. Cause we're not going to be able to figure out why, why it wasn't, wasn't us like figure working out like, why won't he, why doesn't he like me or why won't he mm-hmm. get into me? It's more like, why don't I think that I deserve someone who treats me better or treats me differently sure. or really wants to be with me? It's really not about this other person. Like it is, it is about them because they're there, but I don't, I think that relationship could easily be replicated by someone else because because it's not the root of it. The root of it is like why you why you th- why you're staying in something that isn't serving you well and why you can't get out of it. It's about you convincing convincing yourself or getting the the self esteem or or feeling like good good enough about yourself that you think that you deserve someone who treats you better and who's more consistent. I'm I'm with you because something you said like it directly relates to something she wrote in the in the email. Are there any cute things girls can do that might pique a guy's interest after knowing the girl for so long? Like she's ba- that that's translated to how to how do I change me to make him want to be with me? And like, right. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, like I, I'm laughing. I think we're laughing at that because it's like, like if we could tell you even then, like, are you going to walk? Like, what if I was like, he's really into furries and uh, you're going to have to walk around in a mascot costume twice a week. And for that reason, he will be with you forever. Like, are you going to do that? Are you going to put on a mascot? No, that's not a solution to the problem. I'm, I'm with you. It's like, this is, if we change the perspective and, and you say, do I want to be with someone who won't commit to me after seven years? Like, let's think of like, let's think of it. You, am I interested in someone? And again, 
I don't know if that will even help. I'll tell her, this guy ain't gonna be the guy. And the only way to do this is to be a little bit more surgical. I think the big mistake people make is they don't let people know how much this, like she talks about them being friends and they're in the off stage of just friendship. It's like, hey, you have to let them know that this is mentally detrimental to my health. Like, Yeah, 100%. When I went to therapy for this, it wasn't like a straight line. Of like, mm. I'm like, I see you and every day I get more over this person. Like I went back to him mm-hmm. um, and I was doing it again. But then like eventually, even the times that I went back, I started to do things differently. And one of the things that I started to do differently was to say how I actually felt because yeah. before I was so afraid to rock the boat. So I think that's amazing advice. Like I, I remember one time we it was like a night we met up and then the next day um, or no, it was even that night. I think I was like. I'm really happy to be hanging out with you and this feels really good, but I know that tomorrow this is going to make me feel really bad. I'm going to really feel really bad about, about Mm. doing this. And I think even that he was kind of like, I never, he, I'd never said it that explicitly and that blatantly and that like, and that if you're a human person, I think, and you hear that what you're doing or what you're about to do is hurting someone, it does, it changes things even a little bit. That's what I'm saying. I, I, and I think from that perspective, like, He's telling his friends a very different story than you're telling your friends or that you wrote to us. A seven-year thing. He's going, you know, yeah, I think she would want a little bit more, but we're just hooking up. Like, to him, it's not what you're writing in your email. It's, yeah, we're, we're cool and we hook up sometimes. Like, and, and, and I, I, that's why I don't think he even, what you're saying, like, he doesn't even know. Like, if you say to him, hey, this hurts me. Every time we get back together, I get brought back. I feel like my life is getting stalled by this hookup. And that's hard to say. I, I, I think, if, you know, for me, if I'm this woman, she has to admit they're not friends. Like this whole idea that they're like in this. She wrote that they're like, uh, oh, yeah. Um, like the, she wrote that on and off. He knows I'm the one with strong feelings. He's made it clear. And I can tell that we're both trying to keep things platonic between us to not blur the lines again, but not sure how long this will la- uh, last. We'll probably end up in bed together one of these drunken nights. It's like, no, you're you're not friends to one another. He keeps you around because he knows that's in his best interest because he knows it's fun and flirty to keep you around. Right. And you keep going back because you want it to be more. That's not a friendship. Yeah. And, and like I mean, to, to keep telling yourself, I get, again, I, I've done that. I get it while you're like, um, this could work for me. This is be- This feels better than like not having this in my life at all. But like, that's the issue. Yeah, that's like the issue is that it does feel better than nothing, and you deserve you deserve more than something that's in in this in between phase. And I think the sooner that you realize it, and that you realize that like when you are ready to really be with someone, when you are ready to really date, that's when you'll really stop seeing this person. When you're ready to be treated the right way. Yeah, I mean. I'm I hate to even say this because she's going to latch on to this advice. But I always say, like, the only way like the only way to make a a hookup into a relationship is to be unafraid of losing the hookup. Yeah. So so if you're going to if you're in a situation where even if it's six months, even if it's three months, hey, I've had a great time hanging out with you. This is now more for me. This relationship is now more for me than it can just, and it can't just be a hookup for me. 
if you want more, I'm here. Like, I'm here for a date. I'm here for more. If you don't want more, if you want to just meet up late night, I'm not going to do that anymore because I'm looking for something more real. And, you know, and, and I think when you make it not personal, but you let them know, like, don't come back here for hookups. Yeah. And then you're going to find that they're not as much as a friend. They're not as much as me reaching out. They're not as much as, hey, did you watch, you know, did you watch the, 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 the crown last night? You know, they're not going to do that anymore. Because none of that leads them to anywhere or keeps you around. And they realize it's a they're they're stepping into a different level. Right. And I think they'll think twice about that or like, I mean, they can react the way the way I did it was I I eventually had that conversation after probably about seven years. I had that conversation and I I did that and I got it. I mean, it was I I think it was like in person, like very intimately. And so I got him to agree that we would be more than that. Right. Okay. So wait, like. so you said we are more than that. I said um, we were like naked. I remember saying, and I remember saying like I feel like you like me. It's been a long yeah. time. Like let's do this. Like let's try it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you had his balls the- in your hand. Basically. You're like I, I need to have this. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, okay, let's try it. And then um, we dated for three weeks. Okay. And then he called me and he was like, um, I can't do this. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, he's like, I've been very anxious about this, like for this whole, t- I think, cause he probably agreed to something that he didn't really want to do. Cause it was in that moment. And, but it was, it was saying it wound up being like a blessing. Cause he like mm. did it. It was three weeks. And then he was like, he's like, I can't do it. He said, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then like, that was the last time that yeah. I was ever with him. Well, because there was a breakup. Like, yeah, which which kind of helps. I've done that. I've I've been that guy where it's like, okay, we're together, fine. <laughs> you know, like you right. get into a relationship that <laughs> and way, you, fine. And part of it, and, and you're kind of like, I remember feeling in my head is like, this doesn't really feel like what it's supposed to feel like, but I guess I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I and knew, I, I just knew it wasn't like. Yeah, and real. I came. I remember doing exactly what he did, being like, I, I just can't because you know you're operating with what the difference is as the person in that position is you're dealing with uh more what's the word it, you're dealing with more fragile you know items in the container you know if you think of it like if you think of like a hookup like you know a box that's just like a bunch of shit you bought on Amazon you don't give a fuck about and then you think of like a relationship as like, oh, she's telling people we're together. She's, you know, she's right. saying we're in a relationship now. We have to go on dates. Now you're dealing with a box that has more fragile items. So you're like, ah, I don't want to carry it. I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I've done that. And it's like, you know, so and, you know, some, uh, it's it's funny to hear that you were helped by it because. Like, you know, I'm thinking of this email or being like, okay, so all we got to do is get in a relationship, then I'll be over it. And it's like, <laughs> no, that's not how it, like, right. I'm, he might just say to you, I, but you have, but the, I think the point of both of those stories, both of those uh, examples is that the minute someone's asked to do more, or asked to be in a position to try harder or to be different, they run away from it. You're asking them to be the same all the time. 
and yeah and it's easy to be, be the same it's easy and it's comfortable yeah. to be the same and i can tell you that after that uh, the way i said the, the reason i say it was like a good thing is because i think i left that that situation after he, we had this official breakup or like he was very clear it was very black and white of like mm-hmm. this is not happening i was yeah. able to be like really dating other people in like a real way where i was able to fully close or at least yeah. partially close in the sense of like i knew it wasn't happening we had tried it it wasn't happening it was over and then i really started dating for real and a year later i met mike yeah i mean she writes in her email by the way i do still try to my best to get out there and date and sometimes hook up with other people but no one has really caught my attention so far well you're not giving those people a chance like like i that is a line you have told many of your friends while you cry about this guy i've given other people a chance no one does it like him no 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 one has um knows how to hug you in the way he hugs you. No one knows how to speak to you in the way you speak to you because you guys have seven years together. You have reps together. There's a reason you guys are like kind of on, like he's comfortable. He's an old blanket. You know, you wouldn't wear your old sweatshirt out of the house, but you come back and you put it on because you don't want to put it on the new clothes. This is a normal thing that you think he's, it's a trick. It's full school. And no one makes you feel as excited only because they're not letting you down so much also. I think that's an important part of it. It's like it feels so good because it feels so terrible. It's like it is like, again, like a drug. Like it feels really good to do it and then it feels really bad and you pay for it. You pay for that really. And a a stable relationship feels pretty good all the time. Most of the time it feels pretty good most of the time. And maybe the high is not quite as high. Uh, the low you. is it, nowhere near as low and i think that like that's a maturity thing and that's like a thing that when you realize you want like a real actual relationship that's what they feel like they don't feel like that constant high and low which is kind of yeah. addictive yeah i I'm, I'm with you um it's um it's hard because it's so funny reading this email just hearing how she's trying she's a professional she's a, uh, she's fully this is how a junkie would talk to you in this email. Like, you know, what if I like, just do a little cocaine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do, there's, there's people out there that do a little, right? Well, yeah, there are people that do a little. <laughs> Nothing gives me naked confidence, like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi whole body deodorant. It's the game changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. 
Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. If you're like me and shudder at the the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Send yours in. We have some great ones, right, Jordana? This is a good we one. Do. We do. We have great ones. Hi, Jared and Jordana. I was in college, and after a couple of fun dates with a guy, he came over to hang out at my on-campus apartment. We are sitting on the couch, and making out, uh, and a makeout session starts. The only issue is this guy. This guy's mouth is closed. <laughs> we aren't giving each other peck-type kisses. He is moving his head and holding me like we are making out, but it's as if his lips are glued shut. I'm wondering what's going on, and I am determined to get him to open his mouth, so I try to use my lips and tongue to pry his mouth open with no success. Sounds hot. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> she turns into the literally, I, I mean, I have a name for this. Can I give my name now? Let's hear it. Let's the hear Jaws it. of Life. Oh, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> that felt like the right time for it. Open um, up. Yeah. Yeah, open up. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, after a few minutes of struggling, he stops and says, sorry, I just don't like to kiss with tongue. I said, no worries. That's totally fine. <laughs> Why would you say that? It's a lie. You're lying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you don't like tongue. Me neither. Oh, what am I talking about? No like one uses to tongue. Only losers use tongue. Clothes on. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh yeah. Totally. Only people. Uh, yeah. Sex is done with clothes on. What kind of a weirdo are we? Um, Thinking he wouldn't open his mouth for fear of me shoving my tongue down his throat. It's man, women. The, the, you know, sometimes there'll be these tweets about like feminism and the patriarchy, and you know, they all are like buzzwords. And I kind of roll my eyes at them. Not to say I'm, I'm not rolling my eyes at the, at the uh, the the idea of equality. I'm rolling my eyes at the way people kind of use it as a weapon. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The way it's being presented. Okay. The way it's being yes. presented. Yeah. I, I, but I get what you're saying. 
this example should be taught in women's studies class. This How guy so? won't open his mouth, and he, she writes, uh, after a few minutes of struggling, he stops and says, sorry, I just don't like, using, uh, like to kiss with my tongue. I said, no worries, that's totally fine, thinking he wouldn't open his mouth for fear of me shoving my tongue down his throat. How did she make this her fault? I don't even understand what she's saying. She's saying she doesn't think. To me, I mean, the the way I'm taking this, maybe I'm wrong, is she's saying, oh, it must be my fault. He must be afraid that I'm going to shove my tongue down his throat. And it's like, yeah, you should be. You're fucking making out. Right. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's that's a very empowering brand of feminism. Is it? I I mean, I'm not trying to be. I'm just saying, like, you sound ridiculous is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. Now we can make out like no okay uh now we can we can make out like normal people I just need to be conscious of my tongue. So we go back to make see look she's blaming herself. She's like sorry I just don't like to kiss with tongue. Uh I said no worries that's totally fine thinking he wouldn't open his mouth for fear of me shoving my tongue down his throat. Now we can make out like normal people because now I've been contained somehow. I just need to be conscious of my tongue. So we go back to, quote-unquote, making out, and he still will not bu- uh, let his lips budge. After what seemed like hours, but it was probably five minutes of more struggling, he pulled back and said, I don't like to kiss with my mouth open. <laughs> quite- <laughs> okay. I would leave right there. I'd be like, that counts as... It's kind of creepy, but like I've heard of this, so let's let's finish. Instead of continuing to shove our faces together like we were a Barbie and Ken doll being forced to kiss by a five-year-old, I told him we should watch a movie. We had a fine time hanging out, but this felt like a lack of sexual chemistry to me and turned me off from going on any more dates with them, so it was a deal-breaker. Red flag or deal-breaker, they don't like to kiss with their mouth open sincerely. My lips are sealed. That's a good one, too. I love this too. one. My lips are sealed. I've heard of um, women doing this. Not opening of, their mouth. Yeah. Have you heard of this ever before? Um, I, I, I think I've been in. I've kissed with people that like. Are just rhythm is not the same. Like. But like closed mouth. Like you just press your lips against each other's. I've never heard of such a thing. You've heard of this. Mike told me he went on a few dates with a girl who like would would do that and i've heard of i remember like this girl i knew in college like didn't do that um which see so, i don't really understand the mentality but maybe it's like more intimate to them like it's like they don't but i never I, I never heard of a guy doing it this is the first this is the first i've heard of a man saying he didn't want to kiss what is i've never heard of it in general i've heard of like the idea like to me the idea of like you kiss someone, they start open, you start closed, you go open, they go closed. <laughs> you're just off of rhythm, you know? Right. Um, like, I've had that happen where, like, I like to, like, you know, I like a more sensual kiss. I like a kiss that involves lip kissing and tongue kissing. I remember, like, the first kiss I ever had, I just thought kisses were, like, tongue, 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 tongue. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, I... I that was, I didn't your, re- that was your original that, uh, technique? Yeah. It, it, the first time I had sex and the first time I kissed were probably <laughs> very similar. Just me. Just, bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam. Okay. I, exactly. I looked like everyone's dog that pulls up the pillow and just starts humping. That was <laughs> coming at you. me kissing, coming at you. But, I, you know, you learn after a while, like, slow it down. 
Let's, you know, purse your lips. Let's do a little lip stuff. Let's do a little tongue. Like this all. I've never heard of such a thing where someone's just like, I, I, I've heard of bad kisses. I've just never, never heard of the mental, I'm against opening my mouth. Do you know what I mean? Or that's something I don't do. Yeah, I've, I have heard of it. I don't understand it, but I have, I have heard of this happening. I've never heard of a guy doing it. You said Mike has been with a girl who was like, I don't open he my mouth. He went on like a kissing. few dates with a girl who was like kissing with her mouth closed. He said he thought it was weird, but he didn't really know like what to do about it. And I guess it didn't work out in that. Sense. Hold on. Jess, what? have you ever kissed someone who wouldn't use their tongue? I have, yeah. Yeah? She's hooked up, well, not dated. Now well, we're hearing about really you know, Jess's then? promiscuity. I have to hear about what's that? Jordana, is it a hookup? If he, if he's, <laughs> I'm. I yeah, what kind of a hookup, a hookup is that with no tongue? In that- See, it was one time. You just. She said, "What a freak!" Yeah, well, that's the thing. The kiss is so instrumental. She said she could kiss her mom like that if she wants to. Um, oh yeah, Jess's family, a little weird. I so, <laughs> I. I think like what this woman writes in her email, the lack of sexual chemistry, like if I'm not kissing well with you, I mean, how bad is the fucking I can't imagine the sex being good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like an easy deal breaker. You know, like, I, but I can understand, like I've had, I've kissed with people where the rhythm was off where I'm like, I just don't think we're a match. It's not that you're a bad kisser or I'm a bad kisser. Why do you think a guy wouldn't kiss with his mouth open? I mean, the easy thought, but I don't believe this. I don't believe that it's like, uh, uh, like, well, I don't want to get diseases. Like, I don't think that's right. the case at all. Like, I, I think that's a ridiculous, stupid thing that would be an immature person. But I, I can't understand why. Because I, I, to me, like, guys like to win. You know, guys like to beat the level of the video game. So, like... A lot of guys will match a woman's kind of pace with kissing, I would imagine. Because you're right. just trying to like, you're just trying to like make this person happy so that they will move to the bedroom with you. Yeah, I don't understand it. If you are a man who is a closed mouth kisser or a woman and you want to explain why you might do that, please email yeah. us. I would love to know what the reasoning or what the like thought process is behind the closed mouth kissing situation. I don't think that, I mean, the, the idea that he's like, I don't like to. Yeah, I would want to hear from this person. I can't imagine there's many people like that. I guess there has to be if we're hearing about it. Yeah, if Jess email. went out with one, Mike Jess went out went with out, one, but, I knew but, a girl. To me, it's like, I, it's a, Jess went out with someone, hooked up with someone who just didn't open his mouth kissing. Did he ever say to you, I don't do that? Yeah, I don't like. He said that. Yeah. He, oh, he said, I don't like using my That's tongue. That's what I'm saying. Like, I need to figure out what the mentality is. There's clearly, unless it's the same guy that this person's emailing in about. Yeah, I mean, this guy's getting around. This guy, he's just the hottest dude ever, and he just goes around not, not kissing using people. Tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you have names for this? Um, I think her name is great. My lips are sealed. Yeah, that's I love a good it. one. I think yours was the great. Jaws of Life. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Barbie non-tongue and Ken. twister. The, the Barbie and Ken is great. I love that visual. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? 
Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do an email. Yeah, ready? Okay. Hi, J&J. I love the show. My coworker introduced me to you up, and I've shared with all my friends, family, and even my beauticians, hair, nails, waxers. Etc. I love a beautician. That's great. I love it. It's always it's uh it's always fun to catch up with them about the episodes when I see them. Wow. I love how you've really incorporated it into your daily routines. Love it so much. My boyfriend and I have been together for about four years. We went through a lot in the first two years because he struggled with romance. I've been in relationships before, but this is the first serious relationship. This is his first serious relationship, and he doesn't come from the most affectionate household. I took this very personally and it used to drive me crazy because flowers, planned dates, and occasional surprises just don't seem that hard. Ultimately, he realized this was a deal breaker for me and has been working hard to get his shit together. About a month ago, I saw a reminder on his phone go off. He uses his phone reminders for work, family, personal growth, etc. But his reminder was, tell girlfriend, whatever her name was, she put girlfriend in, you love her. I got annoyed and asked him about it about it he said he obviously loves me and i want slash require more affection than he would naturally give me so he sets he set the reminder to express it more i had noticed that he had randomly been sending loving texts and it made me feel loved and he randomly thought of me throughout the day now when he sends them i just get annoyed because they don't feel genuine should i just ask him to stop sending me these messages or disable the reminder or should i just accept the way he's choosing to express his love thank you for all your advice you guys have definitely helped us couple through quarantine Siri, simulate romantic gestures. <laughs> um, I'm going to be on his side 150,000%. I, I think... Definitely, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I think she is wrong. Um, and I hate to like be so black and white with this because I don't think that's how we really do things here. But she, to me, this is relationships. It, you're trying to get someone... Listen... If you're not attract, some there's a point in every relationship where you can't just mold someone into the boyfriend or girlfriend you'd like. They're either gonna click towards you or they're gonna click away from you. This guy is clicking towards you. You were like, I like gestures, I like I love yous, I like presents, I like, and, and the way she puts it is really not even giving him any credit at all. She writes. I took this very personally and it, and it used to drive me crazy because flowers, planned dates and occasional surprises just don't seem that hard. Well, not for you. Right. It doesn't seem that hard to you. The whole point is that it's hard for him and he's trying. Yeah. And, and, and so he puts a notification in his calendar. To me, 
the fact that she's annoyed at it at, at getting the text because it came from a notification. Why can't her? I, I I'm not. I I can't tell her how to feel. I'm. I, I. This sounds bad, but like, if you can think, if you can think negatively of of that notification going off, why can't you think a step before that positively of him making the notification? Right. I'm like again, not to be. Thank you for writing in and appreciate you sharing with all your friends. Yeah. But I'm a little annoyed at you for being annoyed at him. I think this yeah. is really nice. And I've read a lot of dating books and some of them give this exact advice. So I wouldn't be, it kind of makes me think that he actually has been reading up or like researching how to fucking make you happy. And like, he listened. Yeah. I've heard of, I've actually heard of people of like, I, I, I forget which dating book it was in, but it was actually recommends that if something is hard for you, but it may, if it's like, it might be the love language is one where it's like, if this is her love language, it's not naturally yours, but you really care about the person. Like, figure out a way to make them feel loved by doing this. Just, who cares if it's a reminder? It's like so much nicer. I think, I think this is so much harder and so much nicer than someone just constantly telling you like, I love you when they don't even like, it's just because it comes so easy to them and they don't even think about it. Like to me, totally. it's like, it's a bigger gesture if someone doesn't make that much money and spends a lot of money on my gift. Right. This sure. to me is the same kind of thing. It's like, then if someone was like billionaire and they got me the same gift, it would mean less to me because I knew it was really easy for them to get it for me. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. And it's like, there's another point where you go, okay, if you don't like this, if you're going to be like, then you don't like him. You better find a better match for you then. Yeah. Because <laughs> if, if this isn't enough, then the, then these are two good people that are in the wrong relationship or one of uh, of you might be in the wrong relationship because it's like the it, this kind of is like I guess it's so frustrating to hear because you're like you know you want to say to this person like like did they get the boyfriend first and then say okay I'll figure out the rest later he's something to work with you know like you know like that's right and I think a lot of guys um are out there fearful of that where it's like someone's goal is the relationship and then once they get it, they're like, okay, I can make do with this. You know, and yeah, it's like, I can figure, I can make this work as opposed to like, I really love this person and like everything that they totally. are. And, yeah. and we're, we're a little bit deeper in this email than maybe she assumed we would go. But I, I, I think like it's worth thinking about. Like this guy made a total effort to, to, to uh, make a, uh, a compromise with you. The compromise was, I hear you, I will try better, and I'm sure that there's a thought in his head that like, oh, after like so many months of having it in my calendar, I won't even need to change the calendar right. notification. Like, it'll be secondhand and second nature. Like, part of this is you're training a dog for new tricks. Yeah, and I would say like, I'm like this with the cards. Like, I he like doesn't like to necessarily do them, but I know I actually appreciate them more when I get. I, I've talked about like wanting like nice heartfelt cards. I appreciate them more because I know he doesn't necessarily like want to do them. Mm. It makes me feel better about them because they are they, they turn out really well and they're really good. And I know that means like he only, he's only doing it because he knows that I really like it. He's not doing it just to do it because he loves doing that and would do that for anyone. Yeah, no. There, there was there was an example of this on this week's Bachelorette. Uh, Tasha ends it with this guy Ben, and I know we're way past uh, that at this we're, point. Yeah, we we're taping this ahead of time, but Tasha gets rid of Ben. Ben is a guy who, and I don't know what happens beyond this, but Ben is a guy who has oh, 
his whole storyline is that he's had a lot of mental health issues. He is very open about um, he was bulimic or and then he's tried to commit suicide. So these are important stories and I, I absolutely hard things to talk about on a huge TV show. And then Tasha talks about how hard it's been to get him to open up. And he's talked about how hard it is for him to open up. And I'm sure this guy's in therapy. I'm sure that opening up is a part of who he is. Like the difficulties with it is a part of who he is. Then she, she ends it with Ben and he's like trying to like talk to her about it. And you could tell like he's just gotten dumped and then he gets in the car and she's like, Oh, he didn't even, he didn't give me anything. He didn't, maybe if he, you know, he, 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 he just didn't seem that upset that I dumped him. And, and it's like, no, 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 no. That's not what you get. You don't get to, you don't get to dump someone and then get mad at them for not reacting enough to your thing. You know, like people Especially get a chance to react. And- you're dumping them is because they don't, they're not that good at opening up. <laughs> yeah. And you already oh, dumped them. So like you're saying that like this was all a trick to get them to like, you know, to show you more. And then you'll be like, nah, you're not dumped because you, 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 you cried enough. You're back in. Like, it, again, this lands in the land of like, Everyone has their own emotional state. Everyone has things that are easy for them and hard for them. And if you love someone, you take them for what they are as well as their efforts to be better. Yeah. I would reframe like the way you're looking at this. If you can is to like, this is a really nice thing and really good thing and not an annoying thing. And if you can't do that, you might need a new boyfriend. There it is. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Let's, uh, I'll do the first one. Okay, cool. One of my boyfriend's best friends from college is a minimalist. And by minimalist, I mean he is cheap. In college, he was notorious for only owning one fork that he used and washed the next time he needed a fork. Disclaimer that he certainly uh, could have afforded more than one fork. He had multiple long-ish term girlfriends, which is bizarre to me. So red flag or deal breaker, he only owns one fork. He recently got engaged, so maybe I will get them silverware as a wedding gift. Or maybe he has two forks now. Who knows? I think college... It's a very... (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's very what? It's a very judgmental message being sent in of the boyfriend's best friend. She's like, I can't... He's got money. He can afford... like. When people use one fork and reuse it, that is not about them having enough money to buy two forks. Right. I mean, I read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I understand the value of having less things. I think in college, this would fly. It would be like kind of funny. Mm. I think I could see how, as an adult, you'd be like, this is a little ridiculous. But yeah. um, I kind of, I actually, yeah, I agree. I think minimal, I don't, she, she thinks she assumes minimalist automatically means cheap and I don't necessarily agree with that i don't agree with that either and she also assumes minimalist means let not dateable yeah (laughs) like because she wrote i he he could certainly afford a fork and he had multiple long longest term girlfriends which is bizarre to me (laughs) she's like who would date this monster date the guy with one fork yeah like i i i've something about this message bothers me um i don't think i don't think it means he's cheap i don't think anyone again like you said only has one fork because of that he could take one from his parents house i'm sure they wouldn't notice that's what i did in the beginning of 
<laughs> right after college. Also, some people, cheapness is a sport or minimalist is a sport. Like this is like what makes them feel good. Also, some people it might be like a something they need to seek professional help for. I'm sure that there's the opposite of a hoarder that needs to talk to a professional, right? Yeah, I actually think this might be better than be, than dating a hoarder, which is very annoying in New York City. As I, com- I completely agree. Has- I, I, you ever watch Hoarders? Um, I've seen an episode, yeah. Oh, my God. They'll be like sitting... Like, I watched one episode where this person got really into eating. Their, like, breakfast every morning was like a like an insurer... And then they wouldn't throw away the insure bottles, so they were just like sitting on a pile of insure bottles. Like it was like crazy. Like, yeah, that's true. That's tr- more dramatic than, that than one fork yeah. guy. Like I, as someone who struggles to get Mike to throw out like all of his like old broken headphones, I'm kind of like, oh my god, we've Jess is about to kill s- me with. The- you also that? keep things. Well, what happens is I come every day. I come home with a new costume to wear on Instagram and every day her face is more disappointed than the last. My king outfit is right behind me. Where'd it go? My cane. Yeah, I feel her. It's like, you got to get the shit out of my space. And like when you're, when you're living together, it's like it's communal space. So if I would love to live with a minimalist, I get all the closets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's fucked up, too. You're like, yeah, I'm my stuff is in like a little tiny bag in the corner of the closet. I brought home this baseball bat. I did shows in Cleveland. And when you do uh, when you when people come out, they make a, a homemade baseball bat for you. And I was like, this is the most what a gesture. It says my name on it. It says the J train podcast on it. It's beautiful. It's painted with the coloring of like the coloring of like the poster for the podcast. And she's like, oh, well, got to get rid of the trash. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this is like a fucking sentimental gift. What are you talking about? I'm on team Jess with this. I get it. It's like we don't have we don't have like we don't have sentimental gift space money. I so what I would say to Mike is like <laughs> we don't have sentimental when you're ready to move into that house, I'm ready to yeah. you can keep you, you can have a special room for this fucking <laughs> you no, get a garage. No, you get my University of Miami gnome collection. <laughs> <laughs> A gnome going. <laughs> that was the first thing so, I got rid of. That was the first? Yeah. It's gone. Jess, what was the first thing you got rid of from me? All of your clothes. Oh, I had so much clothing. And old jokes. Old jokes. Wow. She didn't like my old jokes. Oh, I had a lot of CDs with like <laughs> with my jokes on CDs? them. CDs? I've been doing this a long time. Wow. Cassette tapes. <laughs> A rolled record player. You can hear all his jokes and yeah. on repeat. <laughs> Let's right. do another. So someone writes in, I was on a company-wide Zoom meeting the other day and saw a very attractive man. Obviously, I had to do some investigating and decided to Google his name instead of using LinkedIn. Didn't want him to see I viewed his profile. I clicked on the first picture that popped up and it was a link to his Goodreads account. For those who don't know, Goodreads is a website to rate and review books. The fact that he had... So it's like a Yelp for books? Yeah, it's kind of like almost like a little community. It's like it's like Amazon reviews, but for books specifically. And like, okay, it's uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a good way to like Would discover you? books. Okay, sounds like a whole lot of fun. Uh. <laughs> Some people, the fact that he had an account wasn't that weird. Some people love books, fair enough. But when I went to his page <laughs> and realized, doesn't sound like a doesn't sound like a real reader. <laughs> Some people love books, fair enough. <laughs> It's cool if you're into My that kind of, of shit, I guess. 
But when I went to his page, I realized he had over 200 plus reviews to his name. Kind of weird, but still not too crazy. The kicker came when I saw the actual list of books from this year alone. 77 books, including titles like The Theory of Lies. No one cares about crazy people. How do you spy tactics to persuade anyone? The Dictator's oh Handbook. God. The Story of, of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And many, many more along these lines. Then, randomly, A Grown-Up Guide to Dinosaurs. Do we think he's a sociopath? <laughs> maybe, maybe, but he's hot. So basically, my question is, Red Flag or Deal Breaker, the situation as a whole, or even just finding an excessive Goodreads account? So I'm out at 200 reviews on any website. That he's giving the reviews. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, you, if I found out, it doesn't have to be a book review site. If anyone has over 20 reviews on Yelp or on a book site or on Amazon, whatever, or Reddit threads, I'm out. I, I, it's too much for me. I agree, especially if they're like public. Yeah, like, I, and angry. Yeah. The more angry, the worse. Like anyone that's like that, just like, sometimes, why don't you pick up the phone and call a friend and tell them? Like, why do that's we? That's what I always and, say. Yeah. <laughs> right? You have to, you have to like, like, did I tell you um, one? I just don't like this idea of like f having to find a posse. Like yeah. to bring something down. I do understand, I guess, for the book one, if it's a discussion site, but like the fact that he's written, two, is it 200 of his own reviews or is he responding to people? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like hypocritical to say since we get on here and critique things all day, but I don't really like a lay person with like <laughs> who just goes out and publicly criticizes things for all the other people to see. Like it's only okay when we do it. Yeah, everything's great until it's um, not me and then it sucks. I No, I, I guess the difference is like, I don't know. You, I guess we would say the difference is we, we, people listen to this show. People write in. It's user generated. Right. No one asked this guy like, hey, what do you think of, uh, of, of, what do you think of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? You know, like I, I think that one's been talked about before. I don't know. I. I there was what I just don't like the uh, something about. I guess I don't know. I don't know Goodreads enough. When I think of like a Yelp reviewer, I think that they're only there to mobilize and complain. What if the reviews like, are just like four or five stars, like no no written content? Oh, that's fine. Okay. That, yeah, I give five five stars. Like uh, fine, right. fine. I get. Yeah, it. I think feel alive. I I think reviews with no words, fine. Um, mm. I think book titles, if that's okay to judge someone by either, it's kind of like, it's your own personal taste. It might not, if you don't like the books they're reading, that's fine. Maybe it's a mm. deal breaker for you. I think that's fine to, to like it or to not like it. I don't think these names are like, they're like kind of crazy, but they're not like, I don't know. They're kind of like, I could see why someone might read them, but knowing they're, I think reading them, knowing they're public is a different thing. Yeah. I, I well also I don't know I have this idea that if someone's very attractive on a Zoom call they have like this chiseled face and the type of person that would read uh, the theories of lies and how to how do you spy taxes to persuade anyone would be like the chiseled financy dude who's like just like on the ball with everything so like it kind of makes sense with the whole look that I'm imagining right but I I. I don't know the the amount of reviews. I I don't know the site well enough to if 
Because I keep thinking of it in forms of Yelp, and the only thing to do on Yelp is to complain. So then at that point, I'm out. It's a deal breaker. But if it's just like 204 stars on books that they like, like I'm like, okay. Yeah. Good for you. I agree. Okay. Um, you want to read the last one? one? More. J&J, is it a red flag or a deal breaker if a guy insists you wash your own dishes on a first date? I went over to a guy's house, and he made me dinner, then pointed me to the sink. <laughs> he didn't command me, but it was clear I was expected to wash up the plates. No dishwasher. Now, it's not hard, but even with good friends, I always tell people to leave them in the sink so we can enjoy ourselves. It definitely interrupted the mood for me, but my friends think it's normal. So what do you think? I think it's kind of rude. If you're ha- First of all, first yeah. date, I wouldn't go to someone's house for dinner. Um, but no. that's a different... That's not what she wrote in about, so I'm going to leave that alone. No. Um, but let's say whatever even sec- second third date what this is something you do when you're in a relationship being like all right i made dinner get <laughs> now it's your turn um sinks that way yeah early Don't on miss- in dating i would just think like it would be like a turnoff to me because it'd be like they one weren't trying to impress me and two i agree with her it's yeah. like even if you are close in friends you usually like first first date you do you would want to spend that time getting to know someone not cleaning you would be like the normal polite thing to do would be like i'll get that later like, don't worry about that. I, I'm with you on the it's it's not that I I, I the the extended time thing doesn't really hit me. It's more like, is he trying to sh- like, listen, you're this on a first date. You're like a 10. What's he going to be like on the first year and the second year and the third year? If if this is kind of how, it, it, you know, if you're treating dinners like you're in the mess hall of the army barracks and everyone goes and cleans off and puts it in the correct spots. Like that's what life is like with this person. It's only going to get worse from there. It's only going to get less romantic, uh, attentive, romantic. Yeah. So it's the effort level that, that, that would get me out on this person. I I would be like, uh, and, and like, especially from my point of view, I'm a slob. Um, and I, you know, know that like, Man, this ain't gonna work for me. Our house would be in tatters by the end by the end of the week if or we lived. Maybe together. they expect it wouldn't be in tatters because you'd be on, you know, dish duty. <laughs> Boy, would they be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I think it would take well, away the. I mean, that's why people go to. Another, I mean, in addition to safety, that's why people go to restaurants too. It's like you're someone mm. else, you're making it someone else's problem. You're paying for the service. Exactly. Well, we solved dating again, Jordana. We did it. We did it. Another another ha- day. Another banger, as the kids say. Happy New Year to all and to all a good night. We're here every Wednesday and our Sunday special every Sunday. So keep sharing the word of the You Up and keep telling friends. Make it your Instagram story. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Dana Samuel. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Pod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.